You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Just a quick trigger warning, I do discuss miscarriage and infertility in this episode. If you or someone else in your life needs help or support, contact Pregnancy, Birth and Baby on 1800 882 436. You can call these people for trusted advice and emotional support anytime, seven days a week. Hello everyone! I am back today with a bit of a surprise episode and also a bit of a different episode. Today we are getting into a sexual education topic and we are going to be talking about chlamydia. Now it's no secret that discussing these kind of sexual education topics such as STIs or sexually transmitted infections can make people feel pretty uncomfortable and pretty awkward. It can also be really hard for people emotionally if they actually experience an STI uh, and this is just due to I guess the embarrassment and the stigma surrounding STIs. But if you are sexually active or even if you're thinking about becoming sexually active, it is so important to know and understand STIs as well as how to treat them and how to find help if you do contract an STI such as chlamydia. Now of course there's so many different STIs but we are starting with chlamydia today because according to Health Direct 97,000 Australian men and women are diagnosed with chlamydia every year. So this makes it one of the most common STIs in Australia, especially if you are under the age of 30. Now, I'm not only going to provide you with some facts about chlamydia, but I'm going to encourage everyone listening to get regular STI checks and open up the conversation about STIs more so that we can help break down that stigma that makes someone seem, I don't know, maybe a bit gross or a bit dirty or something if they do contract an STI, which is obviously not true at all. As I just said, nearly a hundred thousand people in Australia contract chlamydia every single year. So it's definitely not something to be ashamed of. It's actually so much more normal than we, you know, I don't want to say give it credit for, but talk about, I guess, in society. So it's really, really important to know that, you know, if you check yourself regularly and you're practicing safe sex, then you're good. It's not something that you need to be terrified of if you're partaking in sexual activity. It's it's something that can be treated, something that can be prevented. And it's also really important to be honest with your sexual partners if you do find yourself in the situation where you have been diagnosed with an STI like chlamydia. Now, I will go into that a little bit more throughout this episode. um, So we'll talk about that soon. So what actually is chlamydia? It's an STI or a sexually transmitted infection. This is a disease that you can get from having unprotected sex. Now, when we talk about unprotected sex, we are talking about sex generally without a condom. It's caused by a type of bacteria called chlamydia 
trachomatis. I think that's how you say it, but we'll just call it chlamydia anyway. And as I talked about before as well, it is very, very common, especially if you are under 30 and you're sexually active. Now, what's important to note about this STI is that people who have chlamydia often don't have outward symptoms in the early stages. So this makes it super easy to pass on to other people. And people, I guess, often refer to it as a silent infection for this case because a lot of people just don't know that they have it. And if you don't know that you have something, I guess you're more likely to partake maybe in unprotected sex or unprotected sexual activity and therefore much, much easier to pass on an STI. So some people actually barely get any symptoms at all throughout the entire time of having chlamydia. However, it does still mean that people can experience health problems later on if it is left untreated. And I will go over that later in the episode as well. So what are the symptoms of chlamydia? As I just said, most people kind of don't actually have any or many symptoms. However, if you do get them, they generally appear about 7 to 14 days after you have had unprotected sex. And of course, the symptoms are different for both men and women. So for men, uh, a clear discharge may come from the penis, redness at the opening of the penis may occur as well, a burning or stinging feeling might happen when you urinate, and there may be pain or swelling in the testicles too. Now for women, it may look like abnormal discharge or vaginal discharge, sorry. So when we're talking about abnormal, we kind of look at things like the smell. So if your discharge has a strong smell, if it's causing irritation to other parts of your vulva, if it's thick or if it's kind of really white or green in color, this is abnormal. So looking out for those kind of symptoms. Uh, bleeding or spotting between periods or after sex can also be a symptom. Uh, again, a burning or stinging feeling when urinating or experiencing pain during sex as well. Now, it's also possible to get a chlamydia infection in the anus or your bum, as it's more commonly known as. Now, the main symptoms here are discharge, pain or bleeding from this area. So if you do have any of those symptoms, make sure you get checked out as well. And lastly, you can get chlamydia infection in the throat or your eyes as well. And this can look like a cough, a fever, or a sore throat, um, which is obviously very quite normal symptoms of a lot of other illnesses or viruses like coronavirus as well. So you can go a very long time without knowing that you have chlamydia of the throat. In the eyes, it just looks like kind of conjunctivitis or some people will know this as pink eye. According to Health Direct, around three in four women and one in two men don't show any symptoms early as I've touched on already. So generally this means that women can have an infection for years without knowing and men uh, generally have the infection for months without knowing. Now this is why it's so important to get regular STI checks because as I said and as I will go into a bit more detail shortly, if you leave chlamydia without it being uh, treated properly, it can have serious health consequences. And of course, if any of these symptoms sound like you at any point, consult your healthcare professional, go to your local GP or your local sexual health center, wherever that is near you. 
So moving on now to how do people actually get chlamydia or how does it spread? As stated before, chlamydia is spread when you have unprotected sexual contact with someone who already has the infection. So this means that you can get it from any new partner who is infected or a long-term partner who has had sex with other people in the past. Now, it's important to note here when I say that, that just because you've been in a long-term relationship doesn't mean that you cannot get or cannot have chlamydia because as we talked about women can go for years without knowing that they have it so it's important even if you are in a long-term relationship to every now and again get STI checks now it's transmitted through oral vaginal or anal sex without some sort of protection so our main sort of protection is of course a condom It's transmitted through vaginal discharge or semen, and this occurs because the bacteria that, uh, I guess, cause chlamydia live and grow in these fluids, and they are, of course, secreted during sexual activity. Now, a myth for some STIs is that you can contract them from surfaces and things like that, but you cannot get chlamydia from a toilet or a toilet seat. You can't get it if you're in a swimming pool or just everyday normal contact with people like shaking their hands. It only spreads through the sharing of genital fluids. So you have to be doing a sexual act or, you know, partaking in sexual intercourse in order for it to be transmitted. Now, another way is that newborn babies can get chlamydia during childbirth, and that is only if their mother has it. So there's only two main ways a person can contract chlamydia. That is through unprotected sex and if a mother has it and gives birth to their child. So how is chlamydia actually diagnosed? So when you actually get checked for it, when you go to the doctor, chlamydia is easily diagnosed and completely curable. So you can go to your local GP, which of course is easy for most people. It's free and it's non-invasive depending on which test you get. So tests are painless and usually involve either your GP collecting a urine sample. So of course, not super invasive. You just go and um, collect that sample on your own or a more kind of invasive way is to get a swab from your vagina, cervix, throat, anus, or penis, of course, depending on where the infection is. Now, the specimen are then taken away to a lab for testing and usually come back within a week. So you don't have to wait too long to get your results. And a couple of uh, kind of not fun facts, but fun facts for you is you can actually screen for chlamydia when getting other checkups if you are a cervix owner. And this is because you can have a chlamydia screening when you get a cervical screening test. So you kind of can get a two for one deal there. So if you are going to get a, we sometimes know them as a pap smear or a cervical screening, um, you can ask them to check for chlamydia as well. So that's kind of two birds, one stone. Um, If you don't know what a cervical screening is, I do have an episode that I did recently with Katie from Get Papped. So go listen to that. (laughs) Now, if you do come back positive, you will be treated with antibiotics. So I will go into a few more details about that in a minute, but usually you'll get asked as well to get in touch with any previous sexual partners you've had from the last six months. And this is just to let them know that you have tested positive. Now, 
This is referred to as contact tracing, which is something that we should all be very, very familiar with after experiencing the pandemic. So it's literally the same thing as what we do with COVID. It's just letting your previous partners know that you've contracted chlamydia so that they can be informed, they can get tested and they can get treated if necessary. And when you put it like that, it seems really, really normal, doesn't it? Because that's what we have just done with COVID. And at the end of the day, all it does is help stop the spread instead of it being coronavirus, it's chlamydia. And it's it shouldn't be any different. There shouldn't be any kind of shame around it. And I understand that there might be because it comes from uh, doing sexual acts and things like that. But realistically, it isn't any different. You are just letting people know so that they are able to help themselves and therefore help the people that maybe they are sleeping with or, or, you know, partaking in sexual activity with as well. Now, of course, I know it's easier said than done probably and letting partners know can be tricky and sometimes embarrassing for people, but this is just because of the stigma around STIs. So, as I just said, I've never been embarrassed to tell someone that I have COVID. Um, and might, you might feel a bit bad at the end of the day, um, but I guess the best thing that you can do is to let them know. So most people, I guess, will probably be quite appreciative that you've told them too, because it just means that then they can go to the doctors and they can sort themselves out as well. And I guess they can have a little bit of peace of mind. Now, if someone has a go at you or says something mean to you after you tell them, then they shouldn't be having sex in the first place because they're obviously not mature enough to understand or deal with some of the consequences that may arise uh, through having sex. Or I shouldn't say consequences, maybe just the risks that are associated with being sexually active. Now, of course, I am only saying this for people who did not know that they were infected. If you're the type of person that would sleep with someone knowing that you had an STI, then that's obviously a totally different story and you should never, ever, ever do that. Now, if you're not comfortable enough to tell the people that you've slept with, um, there are actually services available to help you. So for example, there is a process called partner notification and this can be done through your local GP so they can help you. And this anonymously lets your sexual partners know that they need to get tested. So that's a really, really great way if maybe... Uh, you don't know your partners well, maybe you're not in a relationship, maybe you just don't feel comfortable, um, this can just be sent out as a non an anonymous message. There is also a website called Let Them Know, um, which can also help you notify people. So those options are available there for you. You can remain completely anonymous. Um, your GP, of course, has to have patient confidentiality, so they're not going to tell anyone either. Also, a quick thing that might be important to note as well is that if you're unsure whether your sexual partner will seek treatment, so you're thinking, you know, I've passed it on to this person and I just don't think they're going to go and get tested for whatever reason, you can ask your doctor for extra medication that you can actually give to them yourself. So that might be um, a good thing to do if you are ever in that situation. Moving on now to how is chlamydia treated? So as I stated, if it's detected early enough, it's treated with a single course of antibiotics. So that is very, very easy. Now it should totally clear the infection just with one single course of antibiotics, take them, you're done, you're fine. However, you should avoid sex for seven days after you have completed the treatment. And this includes protected or unprotected. So with or without a condom. 
Now, just because you've had chlamydia once as well does not mean that you are immune to it. So again, kind of looking at it like it's COVID, um, you can get it again. So you can be reinfected. So it's encouraged that people get tested again after three months of your initial test or initial diagnosis. And this is just to ensure that you haven't been reaffected, especially if you are sleeping with the same partner or partners. Now, what actually happens if you leave it untreated? We talked about how people often have no symptoms, which is a part of the reason that chlamydia is so common because it's so easily, I guess, spread or passed around. Uh, because people don't know. Now, it can cause serious complications if it's not treated properly or promptly, particularly for women. Now, for women, it can spread into the uterus and fallopian tubes and can cause pelvic inflammatory disease, or PID, which can cause issues with pregnancy, such as ectopic pregnancy. Now, women with an untreated chlamydia actually have a 1 in 12 chance of becoming infertile as well. So that is really, really serious, um, which is, again, is just another reason that you should get tested regularly. For men, it can spread to the testicles and tubes that carry sperm, and this can cause a lot of pain and can cause fertility issues as well. It's also important to know that uh, pregnant women who are infected are also at a higher risk of having a miscarriage or experiencing premature birth of their baby. So again, I cannot stress enough the importance of having regular STI checks for these reasons alone. Now, doctors say at least once per year. I guess it definitely depends on how many people you are sleeping with or how many sexual partners you're having or how much unprotected uh, sex you are having as well. So you should be able to kind of determine the amount of time that should go by before you get tested again. I would say every six months is probably ideal, but at least once per year is optimal. We are so lucky in Australia to be able to have free healthcare. Like we get to do all of this for free. So make sure that you use it. Your doctor is not going to judge you or criticize you for coming in for a check. In fact, they're probably going to be quite happy if you go in for a check. It's a good thing that people are on top of this. And even if you have a positive diagnosis, they are there to help you. They're going to help you get through it. They're going to help you let your other sexual partners know if that's, you know, what you need from them. So never feel ashamed. They are there to help you and to help you only. So please get checked regularly, especially if you have multiple sexual partners. And of course, go and tell your friends to get checked out too. So moving on now to prevention. So as well as getting regular checks, prevention for STIs is of course very important. So according to Health Direct, the easiest and most effective ways to do this are to practice safe sex. So that's our most basic one. Now this is using a condom every time you have vaginal, oral, or anal sex and using a water-based lubricant as well. So that is just so that it the lubricant doesn't break down the condom at all and you don't end up having any kind of rips or tears in that condom. So this is obviously the easiest and most effective way. Make sure you use a condom. They are available at every Woolworths, at every Coles. I'm pretty sure they'd be available at a petrol station. Sometimes you can get them in the toilet bathrooms. Sometimes you can get them for free at uh, certain health clinics. They are literally everywhere. They are available. Make sure that you use them. 
Another really easy way uh, to, you know, prevent getting chlamydia is to not have sex with someone who has chlamydia, even if uh, you are using a condom or practicing safe sex. Now, this is important to not have sex with them until they've finished treatment and a whole week has passed since their last dose of antibiotics. As I said before, I'm going to say it again, get checked regularly at least once a year. This is, again, the best thing that you can do in order to, I guess, make sure that you are not passing things on to other people and for your own peace of mind as well. So let's just say that you have been diagnosed with chlamydia, you got a positive diagnosis. What do you actually do now? So it can be really difficult getting an STI diagnosis. And that is because of the stigma. Once again, it's important to make sure that you have support around you if it does affect you in that way. So this can be from your local GP or nurse, your school nurse or your welfare coordinator at school. It can be through your local community health service. Um, in every state, there is family planning. So for example, Victoria's Action Centre number is one 800 and they are youth-friendly as well. So uh, if you are underage, you can go there too because, of course, underage people can get SDIs and partake in sexual activity too. So it is important that you are aware of these numbers and are aware of the people that can help you. Now for your location, for wherever you are listening, I would just Google family planning and the place that you live. But again, the number for Victoria is 1-800-013-952. Hearing other people talk about similar experiences normalizes things so quickly. And I think that we need to do that with STIs. Of course, this can be scary to talk to your mates about, but it might actually help someone. And if your friend tells you that they are experiencing something like this, support them, let them know you're there if they need anything. And most importantly, remind them that it's super common and there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Majority of us will have some sort of sexual experience across our lifetime. It is normal, it is natural, and we should be able to talk about the potential risks of partaking in sexual activity openly. A reminder that contracting chlamydia or any other STI doesn't make you gross or dirty or unlovable, and the best thing that you can do for yourself and others is head to your GP, get tested, get treated, and let your sexual partners know. You should chat to your mates about it, have a laugh if that's what's going to make you feel better, and just help break down the stigma of STIs. That is all from me for today's episode. I hope that you feel more informed and even more confident to take control of your own sexual health after listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please come follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM on TikTok. Have a great day, stay safe, and I'll be back in your ears very soon. See you later.